Games, rumors, mystery, intrigue, Star Wars. Games. It, it's all here. Is this word association? It is. It's all, all is. here. It's all part of the Star Wars gaming community. The What Lucasfilm is doing is harder to tell than what the dark side is doing most of the time. Especially when it comes <laughs> to games. Yeah, for sure. We could be getting a million games in one year with delays and rumored uh, games coming out. Or we could get zero for the next ten years. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, yeah, the mystery revolves around everything just like the dark side in the prequels welcome 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 to uplink so first off let's talk a bit about the rumor that you just covered on your channel with the ubisoft game we're going to be talking a bit about the the world of rumors you have cemented yourself as the rumor guy in, in the Star Wars community <laughs> in terms of reliable rumor coverage. I'd, I'd, I'd like to hope so. I, I know there's a few, quite a few other people cover rumors, but some people take them a bit like... I'm not going to name any names because it's just not nice, but some people take them a bit far. Some you know, other people are also reliable, which is really nice, but... I just think with rumors, like we've had so just since January, we've had so many, and I I want to be that person who is is reliable. You know, I don't want to clickbait people for the sake of views or insane growth. You know, rumors are always really interesting to talk about, and you know, throughout Battlefront, you know, we had like some info, and he was leaking stuff, and um, you know, I think rumors are really interesting to talk about because i can't prove any of them right or wrong some of them may sound absolutely ridiculous but <laughs> sometimes it's the ridiculous things that are true and yep. um you know with the ubisoft one it was like this person went on a date with someone it's like well yeah that sounds really fishy but it's entirely possible you know so <laughs> it's it's hard to to say what's right or wrong but the thing for me is just i want to cover them with almost a neutral view like i'll say my opinion on it i'll say it sounds ridiculous or i'll say it sounds somewhat believable but at the end of the day i just think it's really fun to talk about these things that could potentially be coming and whether or not i'd like to see them really definitely everything with gaming there's it's a it's a it's an industry that is very conducive to leaks uh they're pretty Mm -hmm. popular in the world of um even versus something like music or uh movies Game leaks yeah. are a lot more prolific than something along those other industry lines. And one mm-hmm. thing, the teams working on them, they're just so huge from uh, QA testers to all the way up to the design directors. Like, There's a lot of people in between those to make the games that we play on the caliber yeah, of absolutely. Star Wars. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of people there. And... There's gonna be some squeaky, some some squeaky wills. There's gonna be some little, <laughs> some little cracks in the boats that are gonna be uh, leaking out some information. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had um with this open world Ubisoft game, there was one ages ago saying that it was gonna be an an MMO, and now we've had this other one saying that it's gonna be like a co-op PVE online thing, which I mean, it's kind of like the division. So. I mean, both were to be, you know, both are expected really anyway, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it is interesting that already we've had a couple little, you know, leaks out the cracks from this game that got announced only in January, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's been a lot of, a lot of different news and a lot of different leaks. Um, I personally haven't been putting much stock into them. Uh, this mm-hmm. more recent one where it is basically, an ex- they're explaining it as, a more division-like game, which yep. makes a ton more sense. When I heard of that, they were it was rumored to be an MMO game. I was like, hmm, that doesn't really seem very true to the development team there. Again, a development yep. team can only be defined by its past, but that does not really define its future. So Absolutely. again, they they have the freedom to do whatever they want to and make whatever type of game that they want to. But from the examples that they've done in the past, it would be more likely to be a Star Wars take on what they've already done with an ex- uh, expansion on some of the things that they've already done in that game. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what I'm expecting it to be, to be honest, because 
they've been working on the division now for like god knows how long like five or more years I, I don't actually know now but it's been a while a lot of the developers who've worked on those previous games will know exactly what they're doing and how to do these things so they'll go into um you know this styles game with a pretty keen idea of what they want to do and the processes involved in doing it so i think it makes sense to be doing it in this like co-op pve way if it's going to be that way but um yeah i definitely don't think they're going to stray too far from what they've already done definitely i'm over here looking up the uh release date uh the first game came out in 2016 and the second game 2019 2019 yeah yep march 15 2019 so there you go they've already had their two-year anniversary so far for that game and mm-hmm. they announced uh, that they have a, an expansion of the game that came out in 2020 so they are yep. continuing to work on that game as well and it's a strong franchise a lot of people enjoy those games you can pick it up for pretty cheap on sale or even out of sale it's usually pretty cheap yep but it's it's a big game a lot of people enjoy it it is a if i was going to say hey um ubisoft's making a star wars game this is probably one of the developers that I would expect to make something in that line rather yeah, than absolutely. someone that did the Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. So that's definitely interesting. What have you been hearing on the rumor front? So, yeah, the first one, there was so there was one rumor back in January, I think. That was simply saying that um, it was an MMO and, like, that was it. So that was just like, okay anyone can say that like i I could have said that it was a pve co-op thing it's gonna be a star wars game (laughs) exactly it's just gonna be the focus of this game (laughs) what so yeah that was like something that came out ages ago and that's just one of those things and then we had one on tuesday yeah tuesday um so i yeah i mean i i was at uni i got home just started having my lunch, went on Reddit as I usually do to check the gaming leaks and rumors Reddit. And I saw this <laughs> massive essay of of a rumor for the massive entertainment game. Obviously, the people working on this Ubisoft Star Wars um, game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a browse through it and there was some pretty interesting stuff. Some of it's just, I mean, to be honest, all of it could obviously be made up. But it's one of those things that it's so long and concise that like, Anyone posting that would have probably spent a good, you know, decent amount of time working on it for basically no reward. Like these people who post on on this Reddit, like it's not like they're going to get anything out of it. You know, it's just mm-hmm. one of those things. And especially when they're so long, it's just like, why have you wasted your time if it's if it's fake? And everyone will go and blast that. Oh, it's fake, or it's just like, oh, trust me, bro. But I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't really like to take that approach. Really, I just you know. It is what it is. Yeah, this rumor was interesting because it spoke a little bit about just some of the initial meetings that would have taken place months ago now. Like it would have it would have happened a long time ago, considering I think they've been in pre-production for a good year now. So the main chunk of it was essentially saying that this game is going to be a co-op PvE experience where you're part of this mercenaries guild. So they're inspired by the Mandalorian season one with the Bounty Hunters Guild. Um, and the man, more so the Mandalorian Coven. So yeah, you're essentially a part of the Mercenaries Guild and you've been sought out by the Rebel Alliance to aid smaller rebel cells that are struggling in planets that are under Imperial occupation. Like some of the planets could have full-on front lines like Mimban. Others could just be like Lothal where they've got a really strong presence and um the citizens are struggling and all that stuff so mm-hmm. it was really interesting and i think it would i think it would make sense to be like that to be honest because i mean if you look at the division i haven't played it fully but looking at the division one or uh, two sorry you know you're this organization based in the white house i think and then there are all of these other gangs you have to go out and help people sometimes and do all these other things and it kind of rings a bell to that really and i think it's one of those things that like I'm not going to believe it until we actually see official information. And that's really important. Like I can't stress enough how important it is to just not believe anything whatsoever. Like talk about it, discuss it, but don't believe it and base all your hopes on it. Cause obviously if it ends up being false, then 
you're gonna be soul destroyed um what the heck man i heard i saw this rumor <laughs> of this guy went on a date and his date's girlfriend's brother cousin uncle <laughs> said that the game is going to be the biggest game it's going to be life-size to scale star wars universe mm-hmm. and yeah. you're telling me that if it doesn't come out what it's what what are you talking about how could they lie <laughs> um exactly. all, all jokes aside though this rumor is pretty what we've been talking about in, in the past and what we've had discussions on this is kind of what we've mm-hmm. expected so it could be just hey hey this is what everyone's been expecting so i'm gonna make a post on reddit and just really lean into that or it could be we're all expecting it because it's the 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 choice that makes sense from a Ubisoft company is making a Star Wars game. Obviously, they aren't going to start super huge. They have to start in their wheelhouse. This mm-hmm. would make sense. And Absolutely, we've had yeah. many and people in the community want a bounty hunter or mercenary game, myself included. Corey Barlog, mm-hmm. the, uh, the director of God of War, has also said yeah. something similar. So <laughs> we yeah, all want it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've wanted a, I really want a bounty hunter open world game where you go on, you know, like a proper like badass bounty hunter game where you like go on assassination missions or smuggling cargo and stuff like that. That would be really cool. But a mercenary game is would be very different and quite interesting, I think. Um, unless it was like assassinating imperial people, that would be cool. Um, but yeah, it's worth noting as well that the rumor was like they want to bring back like the division one and two in a sense of character customization and like weapon looting and armor looting and stuff like that so it's pretty much like again if if the rumor's true then it would essentially be like a co-op pve looter shooter which is exactly what the division is you know it's and it's exactly what is expected to be honest i think most people would probably be expecting this from massive and ubisoft so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's one of those things that it's like well I mean, fair enough. If you intre- if your information is solid, then fair play. But otherwise, you know, this is exactly what a lot of us are expecting anyway. Like, I made a video back in February that's not even out yet. And it's due to come out, like, next week or something. And basically talking about um, how cosmetic customization could work in the game, in the open world one. And it's basically just the division, but in Star Wars. And you could do all these things to it, which I think would be really cool. So... You know, I've been expecting it for a very long time. I think many others have as well. Something that is worth noting, though, is that this game is in very early development. And even in the leak as well, it says about this and how these were just some of the initial meetings that happened. So anything is subject to change. Like they could end up not necessarily going down this path or certain features will change or they'll get completely taken out. So, yeah, it's something to bear in mind when looking at leaks, especially ones with games in very early development is that anything can change really exactly like any leak whether it is 100% true or not at this early stage of development for this game it could change they mm-hmm. games are made with year long development cycles or multi year long development cycles sometimes uh, multi year in some cases pre production cycles so anything can be changed if it suits the game and things are changed when they're needed to. So Absolutely. again, we're all looking forward to the Ubisoft Star Wars game, open world. Mm-hmm. It's from the from the leaks that we're getting and from what we saw in the the reveal trailer and the announcement trailer or the announcement trailer, we saw the word open world game. So as long that's that's the thing that we know for sure what that looks yeah. like could change mm-hmm. at any moment. So yeah, looking that's forward such, to it. That's actually that's actually a good point. Like yeah, all we actually know for sure is that it's an open world game. That's that's literally all we know, and then it's being made in a snowdrop engine. So. Yeah, anything else that's seen at the moment, unless it comes from Ubisoft or Lucasfilm Games, is not official information. So take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. Sprinkle that salt everywhere. Make a nice... Oh, oh lovely. Nice meal with that salt. 
Yep. Get a steak and some chips, sprinkle some salt on, a bit of pepper on the steak as well. Ooh. Oh, yeah. A little garlic. Ooh. A um, bit of garlic. So we've talked about the world of a open-world Star Wars game from Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about something. Uh, we, we have an announced game there that we just discussed. Now let's talk about the game that we all want to happen, which may take years upon years to happen. You made a video about this. I reached out to you yesterday. I was like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? I've got some ideas I want to talk about. Uh, some of the things that you uh, made videos on, I've been thinking about mm-hmm. and wanted to uh, have you on the podcast so we can delve deeper. But let's talk Lovely. about the possibility of a Battlefront 3. Um, I thought you were talking about a pod racing game, not going to lie. I mean, that's something I always Bamboozled. constantly, constantly <laughs> want to see as a pod racing uh, game yes, from please. something. I would love Criterion to make a pod racing game. Oh, I imagine. Um, what is I just th- completely took us off profit there. <laughs> so that's something. But let's talk about yes. the uh, the possibility of Battlefront 3. We're all thinking yes. about it. We all want it. But the likelihood of it happening anytime soon is quite low. Um, the mm-hmm. hype around Battlefront 2 has been waning as we look to the horizon to see a future Star Wars game. We're, we're wanting something more something new we all love battlefront 2 battlefront 2 is a fantastic game but we're all we're all we've all been playing it we've all been enjoying it but it's it's starting to get to the time where we look into other games and what those games could be in the future we have uh the lego star wars game that got delayed indefinitely Uh, but let's talk about the possibility of a battlefront 2 expanding into battlefront 3 Yes, good save there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this. This is the thing. I think for me with Battlefront Three, I'm, I, I'm very confident that it will happen. It is just, I just think it is a matter of time. The you know the level of support that Battlefront's had, just I mean for the last four years. Obviously, as of us recording this, it was four years and, and one day since that reveal <laughs> trailer at Celebration. Um, you know the. Community support's been massive. The developers didn't want to stop developing it either. That's the thing. And since the game ended back in late April last year, we've had you know crazy amounts of players join the game. Like probably a few million from PS Plus back in July, I think last year. And then we had um, you know it came to Xbox Game Pass at some point, or because like EA Play came to. Um, yes. Xbox Game Pass, so that would have influxed a lot of players into the game from Xbox and PC, and then obviously the Epic Game Store. We had 19 million new players within a week, and <laughs> still mind blowing. It, it's yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. Like as of late 2019, Battlefront 2 and Battlefront 1 combined had sold 33 million copies. So to go to 19 million new players on epic games it's crazy i mean there's going to be some overlap like i that i got the game from epic as well as i'm sure many others did as well but yeah i mean the numbers are just astronomical really and i think epic put i think dice and ea putting battlefront 2 on the epic game store could have essentially been like a little test like see how much interest is in the game is it going to be worth our time if we make a new one like what's going on there I don't know. I mean, I think they could have potentially been starting to think about it already, but just this influx of new players would almost just solidify that placement of a new game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's one of those things that if they are working on it, their own they're like they're a small team right now. You know, going through some. They're a glint in the wink of an eye, and the developers at whatever development company. Yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those things that like Battlefield Six is coming out later this year. Um, you know, it's it's entirely possible that a small team at Dice has maybe moved over to Battlefront Three, like very small team. Um, it's like it's not impossible, and you know, gaps could easily have been filled in Battlefield. So, um, yeah, it's if it does come out, which I'm absolutely confident it will. It'll be twenty twenty four probably like late twenty three or early twenty or like mid to late twenty twenty four. I think 
Um, it's just when's it going to be announced? I think is the big. I think the biggest question for me is just when will it be announced? And there's, I mean, there's loads of possibilities for that, but mm-hmm. there's one in particular that I think is the best time for it, really. So, question for you. Obviously, from our point of view, it's all about the point of view, certain points of views. Um, from our point of view, we see it as a 100% thing. At some point in the future, we will get a, another Battlefront game, whether that's a uh-huh. reboot of the franchise, whether that's in a continuation of the franchise. We expect it to be 100%. This thing is for sure going to happen. But yeah. question for you, why do we see that? I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. You've mentioned it there. But let's let's hammer down on why we think Battlefront 3 will eventually happen. It's an excellent question. And one which I've got two main things. So one of the is kind of what I alluded to with that long segment there is in that community like support and the community reaction over the last few years has been immense and you know when you know when battlefront ended there was that whole save battlefront 2 petition which obviously we knew wasn't going to do anything but mm-hmm. considering the 17 shut down battlefront 2 petition which got a lot more uh, involvement didn't do anything to stop the game from coming out <laughs> yeah exactly so it's just yeah it's one of those things that you know it, it got one hundred seventeen thousand people to sign it and um and then we had all these massive influxes of players post you know end of support so the community is there the interest is there and if they make a third game then there's going to be a lot of support for that. And I think that's also why they need to announce it very soon because then interest is there in the long term, not a lot of people going away from the game to then maybe come back later on. Um, so that's one thing. like The community and the amount of interest in the game is the main thing. But then the next thing is just the sheer amount of Star Wars content we're getting. Imagine having shows like The Bad Batch, The Mandalorian... Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, um, God knows what else. You know, all of these shows we've had announced thus far and all of the shows that will come in the future. Imagine having all of that incredible visual content not being put into this massive, like, flagship game that covers, like, as much as it can. That's, like, that's one of the things for me. Just, it would be perfect. So... Let's let's go in a little bit deeper into that. So your first let me ask you, what is Battlefront to you? Wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get right God. to the point here. <laughs> that hits me hard. Battlefront like oh Battlefront for me it was it was a massive part of my childhood and over the last like five, six years it's just it's not been absolutely everything. But it's been you know, a I've got other things. I've got other things in life, yeah. but it's been a huge part of my life, and it's it's what inspired me to pursue a creative career. I mean, it's why I've been doing YouTube for the last three years. It's why I'm now currently studying video games and virtual production and everything at university. It's why I did it in college. You know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, I absolutely love Star Wars and I love video games, and having those two things combined into this big game that has all the favorite characters from Mm -hmm. all parts of the universe and being able to play on that is it's an absolutely incredible experience for any star wars fan i mean if you even if you don't like the gameplay or you don't like a certain character like you can go onto any map you know you can go onto a a bunch of maps from these films and you'll recognize things you'll be like oh my god that's that from this part of star wars and it's like it's amazing you know um, so correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. The what what Battlefront is to you as a game is the scope of the Battlefront you or the Star Wars universe. Something that you can delve into the small trooper side of things to the large heroes of the Battlefront side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Battlefront has has always been this large scale game. You know, look at the classic Battlefront with you know, Clone Wars and Rebellion stuff before Avenger the Sith and Battlefront 2 came out a year later and, 
included Revenge of the Sith, Phase 1, Phase 2. It was large-scale, action-packed. And then we had an original trilogy focus, but it was still, you know, still large-scale Walker Assault Supremacy. And then Battlefront 2, all errors, everything whammied into it. You know, it was just, it's large-scale. It's an experience that anyone can pick up because there's everything. I mean, yeah, there's small trooper modes, there's large trooper modes, vehicle combat in terms of both starfighters and tanks and walkers and things like that. And then there's also the hero mode. So yeah, I mean, it just feels like one of those games that's got something for everyone really. And that is just incredible really. And to not have a game like that getting support with all of this new Star Wars content coming out just baffles me really. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, another hard-hitting question for you. What? Why does it have to be Battlefront? Well, well, how would you feel if they were like, okay, instead of Battlefront, we're going to have Star Wars um, Warzone <laughs> example. Um, not necessarily a yeah. Star Wars version of Warzone, but like just Star Wars word for Battlefield or Battlefront or mm -hmm. something else but it is a large-scale first and third person shooter based in the star wars universe yeah i mean it doesn't have to be battlefront it's just battlefront has that history that the connection with everyone i mean someone who has never played the dice battlefronts might see this new game come out that's titled battlefront and they may they might be like oh actually i haven't played these other ones but you know like they, they, yeah, I mean, they could be a long-time fan of the franchise and have not played the newer games, but they might see this new Battlefront and be interested. And because they see Battlefront, they're like, oh, large-scale game with everything sort of thing. You know, it's it has a history for a lot of people in the community, um, even those that aren't in the community. You know, a lot of people know what Battlefront is. And if you launch... I mean, if you launch a large-scale first-person, third-person style shooter game anyway, like it's going to do well and mm -hmm. you know, many people will love it. Like It doesn't have to absolutely be Battlefront, but it's just the history that Battlefront holds, which I think is what's really like important and nice to see. Like When DICE first announced Battlefront 2015, people saw Star Wars Battlefront and you know, because that title Battlefront was there, you kind of know what's coming, you know? And if, but if they were like, oh, Star Wars Warzone, as you said, like that's not got any history behind it. You don't really know what to expect. You're going to be a bit wary on it maybe, but mm -hmm. yeah. So like it doesn't have to be, but it's just that history that Battlefront holds really, I think is important. And I agree. I'm just pushing forward these ideas. I, yeah, sure. I think there's an advantage of, having a Star Wars large-scale shooter that isn't necessarily Battlefront. But like you said, if it's already doing these things Battlefront does, what really sets it apart from Battlefront? And why isn't it just Battlefront? Yeah, exactly. It's like that it, Battlefront in itself is a franchise within Star Wars that everyone associates with large-scale warfare from the films. So if that's the game you're doing, but it's not called Battlefront, then it just, it seems a bit weird. It's just like, well, isn't that just, as you said, it's just like, <laughs> isn't that the Battlefront anyway? Like what's going on? Yeah. Might as well just make that Battlefront 3. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do it. I, I too expect there to be a Battlefront 3 or a continuation of the series, at least whether it's battle, just Battlefront or mm -hmm. what have you. I would love to see that again, like well, like we've talked about before, and like we've had a whole episode on. Definitely, if you have not heard that, go back to uh, to listen to it. But we talked we talked about a, a small scale shooter. I personally would love yep. a small scale shooter. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, still absolutely. been in the rumor mill. Um, hasn't been as frequently as it was uh, before. Yeah. But those are still. I've not heard there. anything for a while. Neither have I. Um, so we'll see if that comes out of it see what what mm -hmm. what that is maybe the ones that we were hearing was actually uh was actually star wars hunters <laughs> i mean yeah i mean it's entirely possible i think some people have been like oh maybe it is but you know a lot of the rooms are saying small scale shoots from ea and Star Wars hunters is exactly EA, so and that's what i heard yeah. was we we're gonna get a small scale sc shooter from ea 
but exactly uh we'll see we'll see what happens if we are it'll be announced within the next month and a half to two months so exactly and something uh was having a conversation with as a true last episode and Mm -hmm. we're talking about the effect that COVID has had on video game production warner brothers been hit really hard with its production teams travelers tells as well uh which is a, a subset of warner brothers and these these teams are struggling with the work from home move as a lot of people are mm-hmm. and we could we could have seen more star wars games that were slotted for 2021 or even 2020 that were disrupted on their schedule to get released anytime soon they got yep. pushed to work from home they had to re uh rework how they work and mm-hmm. we're not going to see that until 2022, 2023. Um, so that's something we have to keep in mind as well, is that they yeah. may have had a large slate of announcements that was going to be set up. Um, I, 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 there was a tweet from uh, someone in the gaming community, uh, someone who works a lot with IGN. Not, I don't think they're necessarily with IGN, but they work a lot with them. And he was, <laughs> he was like, okay. We're we're getting ready to start getting the hype train for E3, but don't expect anything huge. Don't expect mm-hmm. anything at all huge in the world of gaming to be announced at E3 because COVID has done so much to the whole landscape. Yeah, exactly. It's it's going to be an interesting year, that's for sure. I don't think we'll get anything. I think we'll get a few like really cool announcements, but other things just won't necessarily be ready or there'll be a, like the the announcement scale will be toned down vastly because they don't have something ready it, it, you know it could be like the ubisoft game announcement it would be like mm-hmm. hey we're doing this yeah they may have planned to have a gameplay trailer but instead of a gameplay trailer they're going to have a cg cinematic trailer or instead yeah, of they exactly. plan to have a cg cinematic trailer but instead of that they're going to just do an, an announcement trailer <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly so there's a lot of things to consider in this new landscape of video game development. It's it's crazy. Absolutely. It's wild. It is, yeah. Especially with something like the Lego Star Wars complete saga, or not complete saga, the Skywalker saga. Um, uh-huh. That was that was planned to be fall of 2020, and here we are in spring where they moved the announce uh, next planned release date for, and that's been turned into an indefinite. It'll come out when it comes out, um, and that's just yeah, an ex- exactly. one of the example. And those—that's an announced example. And the ones that mm-hmm. we're waiting for haven't even been announced, so we'll see. Yep, absolutely. I will say, in the landscape of work from home, EA has done very well with that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, EA people say, like, you know, praise the company at how well they were relocated home for work and um how systems were set up like it's obviously going to be different and it's going to have you know delayed things for sure but um ea seems to be really on top of it so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how things you know go forward um i don't know if anything from ea has been announced to be delayed um i know battlefield was always slated for a late 2021 release anyway so Mm -hmm. Um, awesome. Yeah, so it's interesting. But, um, it's gonna be so yeah, good. <laughs> it should be awesome. But yeah, it's interesting to see how um, EA's been affected. If they've really been affected too much, anyway. I mean, Battlefield's now got two other support studios on it with Criterion and Dice LA. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. And now that we've talked a bit about massive the the massive Ubisoft Star Wars game, the possibility of a battlefront 3 and our thoughts on that let's go and rate the heroes that were included in star wars battlefront 2015 so for the last couple episodes starting with wolf 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 i had him rate the ewok names that i could find that were in (laughs) canon and somewhere out of canon as well. But just rate rate them from one yub nub to ten yub nubs. And then I had uh, as a true on to talk about Lego Star Wars characters from Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga, and rate them from one stud to ten studs for Battlefront 2015. Let's place the tier list for the heroes, and let's start this off. With Luke Skywalker. Oh, this is so out of what's the? I mean, is it one to ten again? Or yeah, we're gonna do one to ten, but instead of 
eventually we'll do Battlefront 2, so I don't want to use battle points quite yet. So let's just mm-hmm. do one hero token Oops. to ten hero tokens. Oh, I like it. Nice. This is going to be tough, actually, because I've not played that game in a while. But, I mean, the Saber heroes were always just stupidly overpowered, really, weren't they? <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, if we're going really in-depth with it, I'd say Luke. I don't know. I feel like, for me, Luke was an 8, probably, because, you know, he was always a lot of fun to play, one-hit kills, all that stuff. But just the swinging and the jumping and just, yeah, it was... The, the controlling was a bit clunky in terms of hitting so mm-hmm. for that reason it, it comes down to an eight but okay yeah. yeah you know what's very surprising in battlefront 2015 there were only two characters one on each side that had a lightsaber i know it's crazy which is wild to think i mean about. I, I kind of i i understand it because it's only the original trilogy but or like episode four five and six but um yeah it it is kind of weird, and that's what I love about Battlefront Two is that you have so many options with saber heroes. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I agree. I maybe even put it to like a seven. Um, Luke Skywalker for me wasn't a character I played a whole lot. The the lightsaber combat in Battlefront Twenty Fifteen is just so janky. Um, yeah, that I I never really went for Luke, and everyone else went for Luke. So. Even if you if even if Luke was your preferred character, you weren't always guaranteed to get him. So I ended up yeah, playing absolutely. um Nyan a lot. So mm-hmm. flipping yes. over to the dark side, let's also raid Darth Vader as a lightsaber hero. And then we can move on to the blaster heroes. See yeah. <clears throat> I'd probably go an eight again, to be honest, like for the same reason. You know, overpowered one hit kills all that stuff um abilities were a lot of fun to use with the choke and the lightsaber throw i think more enjoyable than luke but again it's just that really janky jumpy control set that you've got when you're attacking that i just i really don't like that at all so mm-hmm. yeah seven, seven or eight probably an eight with luke yeah i would give seven luke a seven and then darth vader i would actually give an eight nice now Han Solo. What would you give Han Solo? Oh, I can't really remember the Blast of the Heroes that well. Uh. <laughs> uh, I think his abilities were pretty much the same, weren't they? I think they're they're pretty straightforward. Yeah, I'd probably give him from memory. I'd probably maybe give him like a, a seven. I don't know. It's it's really hard actually when you haven't played the game in a while. But yeah, probably like a seven. <laughs> his Detonite Charge was always you know I even Battlefront Two. I absolutely love that thing. Um, and yeah, actually, no, you know what? I'd probably, I go three for three and probably give him an eight actually, because I don't think there was really anything wrong with him, to be honest. So eight pushing nine, maybe. Okay. Emperor Palpatine. Probably a, a seven this time. Okay. I know he had chain lightning, which was fun, but I can't really remember too much else, to be honest. And I was never really that, I'm never really that good with Palpatine. So yeah, yeah. probably a seven. Um, my younger brother Stone is a uh, big fan of Palpatine, both in Battlefront 2015 and Battlefront 2. So that was his fave. Mm-hmm. Always playing nice. Palpatine. Uh, I again, I didn't play a whole bunch of him. Uh, when I did play, I had fun, but I had my go-to characters. Um, yeah. next up, this this and then the next character. We'll just do them both together. Uh, on the hero side, we've got Princess Leia, and on the villain side, we've got Boba Fett. And this this is the extent to watch the, uh, at the characters that were included when the game launched. It was Luke, Han, Leia, Vader, Palpatine, and Boba. The almighty trio for each side. Um, yeah, I think I think Leia definitely an eight. I you know her abilities. I can't really remember most of them, and. Um, so she I had can't the shield. Remember how she? Yeah, I know. Um, I knew she had the shield, but and she could pop down uh, the abilities. So the you know the ability of tokens, she could. Oh, yeah. She could pop those down for other people, as well as she had the bodyguards. Yeah. See, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I would have gone. Oh wait, I give Han an eight or nine actually. Yeah, I'd probably say an eight for Leia to be fair yeah like the the bodyguard system was really cool and I really liked that and was hoping to see something like that return 
um, in a slightly different way, perhaps. But um, yeah, I really like that bodyguard system with the honor guards. So yeah, eight or nine again. You started super high on all of them. So. <laughs> I have. I, I I don't know if this is bad or not. I'm I'm not. I'm easy to please. This is the thing. <laughs> and then Boba Fett. Um, probably a six or seven. I don't really remember much of Boba to mm. be honest, and I was never that good. So. Yeah, probably a six or a seven, I'd say. I played Boba Fett. Uh, so last last stream, so we stream every Saturday. For those of you listening that aren't aware, stream every Saturday on the Uplink Podcast YouTube channel. And uh, last week, I challenged... Actually, you know what? Spikel actually challenged me, and I was like, let's go. I'm going to take <laughs> you up on this offer. And we did 1v1s in Battlefront 2015. And first off, I demolished him. Just completely demolished him. <laughs> like Ethan before, I am the Battlefront 2015 1v1 champion. Uh, but I did nice. play Boba Fett. And I enjoy Battlefront 2's Boba Fett much more. But mm-hmm. Battlefront 2015's Boba Fett is super fun, if sometimes a little weak against certain characters. That's now we're headed into the Outer Rim DLC where we got Nyan Nub and Greedo. So let's let's talk about each of these guys. Yes. The powerhouse. I'd say arguably the most impactful update for Battlefront 2015. At least in terms of people's memories of it and how much they loved it. See, I don't associate with the out, the Outer Rim DLC with that, to be honest. It's it's always interesting when I joined the community and everyone was like, Outer Rim DLC was the best. And I was like, Really? Uh, it genuinely took me by surprise. Like, it was a good DLC, but I thought like Death Star was my favorite, I think. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I never really played Nine Numb that much. Um, I really liked that he had the... Like, going up against him was painful because he had the auto turret <laughs> and the, the pulse cannon. Yeah. So that was really annoying, but actually playing as him was a lot of fun because I think he had the DH-17 blaster pistol right along with yes, those weapons as well as so the yeah nine numb like he again he was someone i never really played too much as i never really got the heroes that much so um yeah but i'd probably like from what i did play i'd probably give him like an eight or nine because his ability his abilities were always really fun to use so mm-hmm. yeah he's uh he's definitely a nine for me he's a he's a nine <laughs> numb for nine. me yeah <laughs> of course um for greedo though um i really liked greedo actually i probably liked him a bit more than nine numb in terms of just my enjoyment playing with him because i really liked that he had he could like cycle through these different grenades mm-hmm. with he was so I think agile was, yeah like he was quick he could roll around a bit which is really nice and um i think he had all three grenades it was the thermal imploder dioxus and maybe just a normal thermal detonator i can't actually remember now but um, I liked his DT12 and the lock-on mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'd probably give him a 9, I think. Yeah, he was the inverse of Han Solo. So if you wanted to play Han Solo but you were on the villain side, it was a basically his mirror image, warped mirror mm-hmm. image, but he did um, yeah. did counter Han Solo very well. Yeah, Greedo was always so much fun for me. And just his d- design as well. Like, the Rodian design and seeing a Rodian look like yes. Rio in Battlefront was so cool. Exactly. And you so, got to play the character that um Han Solo murdered in the first movie. So Exactly. Like it's it was really cool. So iconic, but we never him. really saw him in action. Exactly. What a guy. And then we moved on to Bespin. So Bespin was one of my favorite DLCs. I loved the maps yeah, I agree. that they added. Um and the heroes that they added were great too. We've got Lando Calrissian and Dengar, oh, you're gonna take Dengar. a dirt nap. <laughs> oh, Dengar is so much fun. Um, He's personally my I, favorite villain. Yeah, his whirlwind ability was so cool, so good. And like the, because yeah, he had the whirlwind ability with his like his DLT nineteen, and then he'd like throw the um the detonators, the charges. Yeah, that was really cool. I. Straight off the bat, I'd probably give him a nine. Like, he was so much fun to use. Mm-hmm. Lando, 
again, like Lando was cool, but just not really a preference for me. I'd probably give him a like probably a seven. Like I think a six. But is you too also harsh have to take into account the bug that they had with Lando, where he would be able to one shot power shot people. So you have to take that into account as well. I never really encountered any issues like that, so I I can't speak from experience, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I mean, like Lando, in, even in Battlefront Two, like I really love the fact that he's in the game, and sometimes I'll use him, but I've just never mm-hmm. really been the biggest. I mean, I like his abilities, but they're not something that necessarily fit my playstyle sometimes. So yeah, I'd probably go for a solid seven with with Lando. Yeah. Lando was one of those characters. I I think I prefer Lando in Battlefront 2015 more than I do mm-hmm. Battlefront 2, but um never really my go-to unless it was with mm-hmm. the glitch with the power shot cuz that was just super fun to mess yeah. with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just oh my god. The rage is Exactly. And then the Death Star DLC. So Bespin and Death Star are probably the ones that are tied for my most favorite because we yeah. had the expansion of a more dedicated focus on the space combat. I mm-hmm. loved the different transitional mode of the Death Star DLC. Yeah, that was so fun. And I think that's part of why I love Galactic Assault so much is that it sort of reminds me of back then, like with the, was it Infiltration? No, that was Rogue One. Um, Battle Station. Mm-hmm. it was called you know so yeah destroying a star destroyer was fun but then rescuing r2 and coming back and then doing the trench one was iconic and um, so good yeah that was amazing the heroes for me were a, well like chewy was very lackluster in my opinion um oh, i can't do I mean, my boy like that i'm sorry <laughs> like he was like he was really cool like it was awesome to have him in the game i mean he looked a bit dodgy yeah, he looks cell shaded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He really does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Chewie didn't look great because of limitations with the engine. I think mm-hmm. so. Like, I mean, I get it. Um, yeah. So he didn't look great, and I never, I never really played as him that much. So I'd probably give him a six, to be honest. Oof. It's, it's probably quite harsh. That's and rough, then, man. That's rough. Yeah. I'd probably give Bosk a seven though. I really like Bosk. Bosk was so good. Bosk so good. I consistently yeah. in both Battlefront 2015 and Battlefront 2, just a super solid character. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe I'd give him an eight. I feel like my rankings are probably going to annoy people. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, I'm never watching this guy again. <laughs> it's like fair enough. Um, um, I yeah, love Chewbacca. He was one of my favorite mm-hmm. characters. Him and uh, Nine Numb, I would go in between. Those were my two favorite characters. Um, yeah. Bosk, though, on the the villain side, such a powerful character. Um, super good in most situations in both Battlefront 2015 and Battlefront 2. So mm-hmm. I'd probably give him probably an 8.5. Chewbacca, probably an 8. Um, That's fair. They were moving on to the Rogue One DLC. Uh, this is this is the time period where everyone was wondering what they would do after the last DLC update. We had the rumors and somewhat um, we had the rumors that they were working on a Hero Blast um, type mm-hmm. mode. Had Paul Kesslin on the podcast and asked him about it and said they were working on it but just the limitations that they ran into and time constraints they weren't actually able to make it happen but with the heroes of this update we got the iconic director krennic and Jin Erso. i really liked Jin a lot actually like her you know her her abilities weren't you know like crazy but i really liked that you could just have the attachments on the gun that changed them around Mm -hmm. and you know, you could essentially play Jin in multiple play styles. Um, yeah, like the the blaster configuration was my favorite and was really good. Um, but I liked the fact that you could turn into a sniper as well, or just go with the blaster pistol or like the ion launch. Like you could pretty much play anything, like short range, mm-hmm. medium range, long range, vehicle defense. Like Jin was a really solid all round hero that I really enjoyed playing. So. Probably give her an 8.5. Mina, get in there. Excellent. What about Director Critic? 
Krennic was, I don't know, like it. It's tough because I, I I quite liked him, and again he had the bodyguards thing with the death troopers. Such a unique playstyle too. Very um, yeah. Very like defense tower hero character like you'd set up in a mm-hmm. location you'd be able to move around this specific location because he had the shield ability he had the little droid guy that would follow him around with spearing a dioxys uh cloud around him he had these yeah i thought that was really cool. support characters and the death troopers uh he had a pistol which was a, a reloadable six shooter mm-hmm. the dt29 i think it's called was it was really cool actually yeah i i liked krennic you know, I never really played as him that much, and he didn't fit my playstyle that much. But he's a really like cool. He's a really awesome character to have in the game, and I like that they were different and quite adventurous with his abilities. So, yeah, I probably give him a seven. Like, it, it's hard to rank all of these because I've not actually really played the game properly for a good three years now. But yeah, I'd probably give him a seven. Man, we need to hop on and play some Battlefront twenty fifteen together. We do. I mean, I don't have it on... I can't get it on my PS5. My PS4... Actually, I could just buy it and download it, but my my, my laptop do be struggling. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, rip. So there we go. We have the ranking of the Star Wars Battlefront 2015 hero characters, uh, both yeah, heroes and villains, as well as a kind of like a little, uh, little history guide into the world of Star Wars Battlefront 2015. That was... That was the game. I have so much nostalgia for Battlefront 2015. I love yeah, that game. That, like, yeah, going over those heroes just takes me back to so many different moments as well. Like my favorite moment from, um, like the Outer Rim DLC. It was, um, it was me, my brother, and his friend. We were all over two two PS4s set up, and we'd be alternating, which was really fun. Best pin was, um, I was playing the new DLC whilst watching Stars HQ. <laughs> interview Dennis Branvale about it like that was really cool and it's just ah uh, yeah loads of nostalgia and memories for that that was it was a good game met many many a friend in that era and mm-hmm. jump-started the Battlefront podcast and uh, cemented us into the into the world of Star Wars gaming such such a great time we we had never we didn't have a Battlefront we didn't have a PS4 or next-gen console yeah. that wasn't a Wii U um, until oh, Battlefront 2015 came out. We bought the yeah. Darth Vader edition PS4, and that day I remember filming an unboxing of the PS4 and then immediately running and loading up Battlefront 2015 so we could <laughs> update it. While it was updating, we played. It was um, our me and our brothers, and uh, me and my brothers, and we were all hopping into the versus mode and we'd go through and play 1v1 heroes and we'd switch out and just try to play as many of the heroes as possible (laughs) yeah that's awesome that is awesome playing split screen as well (laughs) (laughs) yes love it (laughs) excellent so there we go thank you so much for coming on the podcast this was an absolute blast always a pleasure my friend always a pleasure (laughs) 